0: Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we
1: got? For and.
2: You are now listening to mm-hmm. the best, best friends podcast in the world.
3: Standard technical problems, you know. We'll, you know, we'll 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 try and get them out next week. But, you know, if you know us, there's no promises on that.
2: We're worth waiting
3: for. Yeah, for real. Come on, guys. All right. Um, guys, welcome back. It's the uh your number one source for all things craft beer related. It's the internationally acclaimed Cindy Crawford-approved podcast of hops, high fives, and friendship uh i am your host
2: the crispiest of boys tom i'm your other host the Royersford Ford rattlesnake give me a hell yeah hell yeah dude i need fireworks behind me we're gonna talk about that <laughs> later i know i need i'm gonna get a sheet of
3: glass that just breaks behind you every <laughs> week <laughs> it's like you're coming out for wrestlemania all right everybody and we are the best best friends podcast in the world Dan hit our corporate approved music.
2: You know, when you hit the big time, you need this corporate approved music. Nope. You don't,
3: uh. You know, you don't ever hear God smack in, uh, in corporate elevators.
2: You don't, no. Yeah.
3: It's always Toto.
2: It's always, always Toto. All right. Cool. That was nice. It was like yeah. we were going to like the penthouse suite of, you know, some corporate company ready to pitch our idea like shark tank.
0: Yeah.
3: That, or you're just, you know, in the cereal aisle of your local giant,
2: oh, yeah, yeah. To,
3: to that. <laughs> you know, corporate, corporate elevator grocery store. It's the same. They, they, shark all, tank. yeah, they all, they all <laughs> piggyback off each other's play, uh, soundtracks. Um, yeah. So, uh, for any, uh, uh, new viewers, uh, or new listeners, uh, We're on a, we're on a never, uh, it's a never ending journey of, uh, trying to find our our new theme music.
2: Yeah. It's, um, it's been an exhausting journey.
3: Yeah. You know. Uh, you never know what's going to, what's going to pop up. You know, one week you have Godsmack, the next week you have Toto. It's, it's, we're all at what different ends of the spectrum.
2: Well, yeah. We don't know what to play. It really is a game time decision. Yeah. We come in, we're like Toto, okay. Toto.
3: Yeah. I think next week we're going we're gonna to have to have another old corporate soundtrack.
2: I know we're hitting yeah. the big time with, know, these, really uh, with these guests and with these yeah. breweries. I mean, when you, when you hit the big time, you gotta, you gotta play that corporate approved music. Yeah.
3: yeah much like, uh, much like our guests today, our, uh, our podcast is going to be,
2: distributed statewide soon Uh yeah hey um i think uh there's something you want to talk about here dan oh yeah we've got some exciting news speaking of statewide here some some huge news uh you would say it's it's huge um i've been
3: told uh that it's uh the biggest news of the of the century i don't i I, That's not me saying that It's, it's it's what people are saying
2: yeah tom <laughs> correct it's, it's huge it's huge yeah so the best best friends podcast is going to be partnering with breweries and pa hey hey we'll still bring you the same mediocre podcast content god damn it tom <laughs> but we will now be featured call on spade the
3: to spade i don't know <laughs> i see it i call it how i see it
2: Tom's like, I'll write this for you. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) But we will now be featured on the Brewers and PA website. Stay tuned for more info on this partnership. It's ever evolving right now. So this is, this is new news.
3: Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, uh, we'll be, you know, we'll be still providing our, our PA centric, PA beer centric content. (laughs) it's, a, um, mediocre podcast, yeah, it's a mediocre podcast man i don't know what to tell you
2: <laughs> and as always we are still part of the hopped up network hopped up network is an ever-growing group of in- independent beer podcasts check them out at www.hoppedupnetwork.com and go check them out on all social media at hopped up network
3: yep and uh and guys always remember uh subscribe rate review um uh yeah,
2: subscribe, rate, review. Uh, I don't know. Subscribe Dan- to the podcast, yeah. rate the podcast. It's a five star party, everybody. Five star party, boys. And then review. Yeah, uh, we don't care what you say in the reviews as long as you give us five stars.
3: Exactly. Um,
2: and um,
3: I had. Oh yeah. Uh, thanks for everybody who's joining us on uh, on Twitch stream. Um, you know, for our audio only listeners, you know, thank you for listening. But come on, hop on, hop on the Twitch stream. Watch us live, how we do this. You know, uh, it has been
2: exhausting trying to get the video to work. Yeah, really. It really has a lot of blood, sweat and tears. Um, Tom has to restart his computer and cry for about 15 (laughs) minutes, which is why we're always (laughs) late coming on here. Um, So we work really hard to bring you the, uh, you know, the photo medium here.
3: Yeah. So come on, hop on, see how the donuts are made and uh, hop in the chat, ask some questions of our guests and, uh, you know,
2: interact, be part of the podcast. Yeah. Have a drink, party with us.
3: All right. So that said, uh, let's bring on our guests. Yeah. Let's bring our, on our guests. So we are joined today by, it's the big time, man. Yeah. We really hit a big, um, some, so I would call them local legends, Dan.
2: I would say that it seems yeah. to see the brother story.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are joined today by, uh, <clears throat> director of brewery operations, Tim Ost and, director of sales peter Giannopoulos nailed it there you go, first time uh from sly fox brewing company in Pottstown, pennsylvania guys thank you for coming on oh let's get you on there yeah, first let's get you on here
0: <laughs> boom there
3: you go oh, that's not it <laughs> there it is boom there they are hey all right guys thanks hey. for co- hopping on with us
4: thanks yeah well, thanks for having us. us
3: guys awesome um so
2: we're going to be drinking some Sly Fox beer. And oh, yeah. We're going to be talking Sly Fox. We're going to be talking deep into the Sly Fox. Oh, yeah. We're a huge fan. So Huge. Huge. Um,
3: but, you know, let's be, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Dan, we've been drinking Sly Fox beer for, what are we, 35 now? Yeah, 35. 30. 35 now. Um, I don't know. How long, how long have you got? You got, What, 95 was when started? Yeah, it, <sighs> Are you, are you trying to do the math? I don't know. Well, How old were we when we were 18 or how, how old, how long? <laughs> in the Come on. We don't want on an
2: audio medium. We don't want to talk about our underage drinking, but no, with no underage drinking going on. Wink. We just won't tell you where it came from. Yeah. So you guys are in the clear. Yes,
3: we right. definitely did not drink Cy Fox <laughs> when we were 18. All right. So, um, we're, are, we are going to hop in with, uh, with some, um, Keith from Ardmore asked, why is Peter's beard so long?
5: <laughs> i don't know who that guy is i he, uh, he should be arrested um sounds like he's a first time long time yeah uh my beard's long because i decided back in october i was going to grow my beard out until i could drink at the bar in philly again and oh so yeah I'm philly philly there. hasn't
3: opened up the uh the oh, bar they haven't done yet? capacity yet oh, have that
5: the rest of the state has but philly's still in the they're the
3: stone always, ages. Yeah. They're always a step behind. <laughs> All right.
5: So let's, uh, let's get our
3: haze fix on Dan. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, we're going to start off here with, uh, a newer offering from, from Sly Fox. And this is definitely, um, something interesting that we're going to have uh, a good bit to talk about. Yeah. I'm really
2: excited about this. So tell us about, uh, tell us about our beer here, Dan. Got it. So we've got haze fix by Sly Fox here, uh, new England IPA um, I'm gonna go through the description. Did you find this on Untapped? I did this... find
3: it on Untapped.
2: Oh, where you can find all of the beers that we have on the podcast. That's at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P-O-D.
3: You guys familiar with POD? I hope you are. Of course. Because if you're not, you will be. You will be. Got six more drops to go.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's awesome. All right. Yeah. 5.5% alcohol by volume. It's a 3.69 on Untapped. We'll talk about that later, but yeah. description is as follows. Soft, pillowy wheat and oats swirl while lush, fruity hops twirl throughout the hazy thing of beauty. Brewed with Trident, Azaka, and Eldorado hops, this easy-drinking, hazy IPA is remarkably smooth on the palate and enchanting notes of candied orange. Get your fix.
3: I like it. All right, boys. So let's uh, let's get a crack here. We'll get, do it on three. One, two, three. Oh, nice.
2: It's so nice when a guest actually knows about the crack before it happens.
5: <laughs> it makes our lives a little easier. I, I heard it when I was like, I better not open one of these beers yet.
2: You know what? I was half expecting when we were having the video issues that we were going to come back onto the screen and there was going to be like two missing from the six that were already there. And uh, you guys You're would sure. all already be drinking.
5: Fuck <laughs> did right. cross our minds. <laughs>
2: We wouldn't hold it against you after what so, we went through.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn my, uh, my glass around to get a little branding here. Oh, uh, there. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, nice. All right, boys, cilancha. Cheers. 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 So I'm not gonna lie. I did a little research yesterday, Dan.
2: I know you. Uh, I you sent me some of your research that you were doing.
3: Yeah. If um, <clears throat> if our listeners haven't been out to the, uh, um, the brewery out in Pottstown. Um, great place to go. Hey, you know, a nice, nice warm Sunday. You got plenty of, uh, just no problem going and finding a, a nice seat outside, you know, get some grub, get some delicious beer, sit outside. There's plenty of seating, watch all the kids and the dogs play. You know, it's, it's a, it's a thing
2: of beauty. I do miss living around the corner. Uh, I did frequent it a lot, but, um, yeah, you were like fresh off of the mower to oh, Sly yeah. Fox. Yep.
3: Actually fresh off of, uh, getting my, my 5g installed.
2: Oh, you had the va Oh, it was yeah. a little vaccine celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That was my post post vac uh-huh. celebration. You <laughs> got the windows 11 update, everybody. <laughs>
3: um so yeah i i made the stop out there I, I felt like you know why not i have to go pick up the beer anyway um so i you know sat down had a nice little had a grisette and i was like
2: I, i'd be remiss if i didn't try the the haze fix while i was there very nice um so actually let's hear from uh peter and uh tim um so tell us about haze fix and how the idea kind of came to fruition
5: yeah so i'll, I'll talk about the idea and then maybe talk about the sure. making of it so like we wanted to um you know, we've been toying around with some newer IPA styles and we wanted to come up with a hazy IPA uh, year round, but we, we were, you know, we were developing different hazy, hazy IPAs over the course of a maybe year and a half, two year period. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it took some time to really get it dialed into where we wanted to be as far as releasing one as a year round product. You know um, these beers, these, the way that they're made can be, you know, difficult as far as stability, where it's just looking at the product or making sure that tastes good, um, after, you know, a certain amount of time, um, these beers are meant to be drank fresh. So, um, that's, you know, a challenge that we had is, you know, we always want to put out a great product, um, that's consistent, and high quality. So, um, this was a beer that, but, uh, style wise, we wanted to put out a hazy IPA. We wanted to be in 12 ounce cans, differentiate from our other, um, newer IPA, the Volpulin IPA we have. Um, but also make it really light in alcohol, uh, for the IPA scale. So like five and a half percent was one thing we wanted to, um, we didn't see a lot of, uh, hazy IPAs offered at that ABV range. Agreed. Uh, so we wanted to be a hazy IPA that, you know, gave you the aroma, gave you the, the mouthfeel, uh, of those, those fruity notes while being super drinkable and very sessionable. Um, so we, you know, decided not to make it with any lactose, um, we wanted to make it a beer that you could, you know, you and a buddy, or maybe even just you on a good night could, could take down a six pack of, of a hazy IPA, which there's not a lot of hazy IPAs out there that you could do this with.
0: Yeah. I was you, say
2: that is a challenge.
5: Yeah. So, um, and the beer, you know, uh, the hops in the beer give this awesome, you know, citrusy, um, you know, like we say, candied orange aroma. Um, but I use, you know, the word candy is more like a sorbet sense. It's, it's more the aroma and not, and it's not overly sweet at all. Um, so that's what makes it, uh, really drinkable and quenching, I would say.
3: So, yeah, I was, I was super interested in, in doing this one, um, because, you know, you guys are distributed to multiple States and, Um, I think the reason we don't see too many, uh, hazy IPAs that are distributed out, you know, very far is because they are typically meant to be drank fresh. Um, they don't have a super long shelf life. Um, so I, I was very curious as to what went into, uh, the process behind that, making sure that your beer, your hazy IPA was going to stay that fresh, you know, fresh, uh, hop taste to it. Um, when being distributed and you don't know, I I mean, I, I, I would assume that you have a certain, uh, frame where beer can sit on the shelf for, but you know, whether or not that gets met by the distributor, um, you know, you don't, might not know how long it's going to sit on the shelf for, like, how do you accomplish that? Um, by keeping it, you know, as a fresh tasting beer. Yeah, I think that's
4: one of the biggest things we we're trying to accomplish with this beer. So, um, you know, here at the brewery, and uh, you know, uh, we're we're accustomed to drinking beer that's you know typically super fresh. Mm-hmm. Um so if you're coming into our tap room, you're you're probably getting beer on tap that's you know not very old at all. um we're we're cranking out batch after batch and it's going out into distribution. And uh, you know, so we're used to drinking the beer, um, you know. When it's only a couple of weeks old, maybe up to a month, two months, you know, tops. So, uh, like all of our beers, though, we do retain samples and uh, taste every single batch um, a few months in, and then again at its best by date, and often even past its best by date, just so that we know you know where that's falling in. But definitely, with a beer like this, that was that was one of the challenges, trying to get that consistency and trying to create something that tasted good, whether you were drinking it, um, you know one to two months old, fresh at the brewery, or, you know, if it does go out into distribution um, and, uh, you know, sits around on a shelf somewhere for a a couple months, when you bring it home, we still want you to be able to get that, you know, consistent product that we're accustomed to drinking here. So that was definitely one of the biggest challenges. Um, With a lot of hazy IPAs, I don't, you know, I don't think they are necessarily always consistent, um, you know, across the board. So I'm, you know, that, yeah, that- I'm not someone that likes to you know, pop open one can and have it be a, uh, like a messy snow globe and then go to open up the <laughs> next one and there's you know, a half inch of sediment on the bottom. So um, we were trying to come up uh, through different formulations and uh, iterations to come up with a product that would uh, have a nice, uh, nice appearance, consistent appearance, and maintain that haze. And one of the ways we achieve that is that we actually do a series of beers that we call the Hot Project um we've probably done about 17 or 18 of them now over the years yep. and we use some of those formulations to experiment with different ideas different hop combinations um different yeasts and uh actually also different malts so one thing that we settled on was using a pretty high percentage of wheat which um wheat or oats will give you that really nice uh softer mouthfeel that we were going through
2: definitely and,
4: uh kind of with a you know with it being a Lighter to more medium-bodied IPA that doesn't have like that huge malt backbone of a typical, um, you know, or more traditional IPA. Um, it provides that really nice malt uh, base for the hops to play against. You don't want something that's going to mm-hmm. be, you know, too super bitter or a really thin beer, uh, or at least, or at least we didn't. Um, so, yeah, to achieve something that was, you know, super drinkable and repeatable, and you know not necessarily getting. Uh, you know a different product each time you drink
3: it so, Right. yeah yeah it's funny I, I, that you brought up a uh, hot project because we've definitely. only we've only ever drank one other sly fox beer on this podcast and it was hot project number 15 um mm. so I, I feel like i remember that one kind of having a a little bit of a similar taste to it
2: i um, would say it was definitely very citrusy um, I think yeah. that we we definitely said that um mm-hmm. with number fifteen, and well, it does say uh, Azaka is, mm-hmm. was you. so yeah, very similar yeah, Pacific I, Northwest. And
5: I think I recall fifteen being one of the ones we were really happy with, and as we were developing the hazy IPA style, I think that was one that was like, okay, we're you know we're th- we're there.
2: Yeah, that know. was one. I guess right before you did your you did another hazy IPA in like sixteen ounce cans shortly after. Um, and I remember this one. I really, really enjoyed this one a lot uh, when we brought fifteen on the podcast. Yeah, yeah that was uh, that was one that stuck with me. I was like, all right, well now I have to try more of these hop projects. I think we named the episode based on what we yeah. our description of this beer. The Garden, Garden of Hops. Yeah, we call it the Garden of Hops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Very
3: nice. Um yeah. so what what went into um the the hop uh, choice on this one? So you have um, you, you had Azaka. trident
2: was yeah. the one I was uh, curious about. Um, and, uh, Eldorado, Eldorado. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, uh, yeah. So uh, Azaka and and Eldorado are, t- are two, um, fairly new varieties, not brand new. They've been around for a little while, but, um, they each tend to have those tropical flavors that people are looking for now, whether it's uh, a little bit of a, you know, little mango, little apricot. Um, the Eldorado sometimes, uh, imparts some of those more candied fruit, kind of tones to it so Mm -hmm. we'd used each of those in in different beers that we've done in addition to hop projects we do have some like limited release ipas that we do throughout the year in 16 ounce cans so those have been a couple that we were um you know happiest with i think with with the results and how the and how they kind of played well together with other hops uh if you will and uh allowed those fruity flavors to come to the forefront Mm -hmm. Um, Trident is actually a, uh, proprietary hop blend that is, uh, sold by one of our suppliers that we worked with for, you know, for quite a, quite a few years. So it, uh, it's three different hops, hence the name Trident. Um, It's, uh, in, in three different percentages that they kind of worked up to actually, uh, replicate some of the most popular, but hard to get hops as well so you guys oh, are probably yeah. familiar with Citroen and mosaic and um yeah the, yeah you know the buddy like cop
2: drama right of now, ipas right mosaic there IPA. yeah.
4: but uh so this is a hop blend that kind of brings out some of those notes but it's not you know it's not absolutely identical and uh it actually ended up you know it fit in remarkably well um the very first trial brew that we did with it we were we were very happy with the results but honestly from a uh sort of a raw material standpoint and a you know putting it all together as ipas have uh as ipas have changed over the years the hazy ipas like this are super low in bitterness so you know five ten years ago everyone was making you know there was a it seemed like there was like an ibu race and put the highest uh, ridiculous ibu number on the can you do double simcoe yeah, or three six you
2: know, three sixty IPA. Or a certain number of IBUs,
4: <laughs> you can't even taste it anyway, and you can't tell the difference. But that was sort of the uh, I don't know the arms race, if you will, of uh, of craft brewing to see how how many IBUs you could get in a beer.
2: I uh, fell, fell in love with
4: IPAs. I
3: say, ah, the at the golden age of IPAs. Yeah, that's when I fell in yeah, love.
4: Yeah, and now honestly, people want IB uh, IPAs that have like almost no bitterness to them. It's all about the. It's all about the aroma and uh, the the flavors that you get from adding them, you know, late in the boil and through dry hopping. So
3: low IBUs, high ABVs. That's what, that's what it's all about.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're contracting for hops, you know, years out and trying to, you know, predict growth and predict what's going to happen. And so we had some hop contracts that, you know, five or six years ago that were, you know, more designed towards making, um, you know, more traditional style IPAs that were, you know, definitely more bitter, uh, for bigger beers and that kind of thing. So we were actually, they worked with us and, uh, we were able to rework some of those contracts, uh, into, and you know, one of the ones that was very easy to, uh, to move on and and have some flexibility with was into that Trident. So okay. I actually, the, the first time, first go around, we actually didn't use much in it, but we were really happy with it. And, uh, mm. You know, after the very first, uh, after one of the iterations, we actually upped it a little bit more because we were able to, we, we liked what it contributed. So
2: it's it actually So it's
4: actually a blend of, uh, of three different other varieties.
2: And it's like a three for one pellet.
4: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I guess Poseidon had the, uh, the, the three pronged trident. Yeah, yeah. So it all kind of comes together, I guess. Oh uh,
0: so.
2: yeah. That
4: was Ariel. is like actually marketing hops to brewers is now a big deal. You got to come up with a cool, catchy name or uh, <laughs> have a cool logo with, you know, pineapples and uh, yeah.
5: mangoes on it. It's like marketing pot to stoners. <laughs> this is the Ghidorah
2: hop. <laughs> this thing gonna take down Godzilla. So
5: it's not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
3: so, you know, we on the podcast have we kind of preach. Uh, the bigger breweries are, you know they they get their fair share of hate on you know the if through the beer community, the crap beer community. You
2: have those artisanal craft beer drinkers yeah, who, you know. who
3: don't like uh, beers like, you know, <laughs> Um, yeah. but we, you know, we like to preach that there's, there's a, a certain respect that you have to yeah, have respect on the name. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's insanely difficult to make beer that is going to taste the same every single time you drink it. Um, and that's something that I feel like you guys excel at is, you know, whether it be, you know, Hellis, uh, any of really any of your beers, I've never had, you know, really a 360 IPA that tastes with any different, oh, uh, Volplin, uh, the SRT, you know, it's like it, you, regardless of the can that you crack, it's going to taste the same. So can you explain to our audience kind of how, how you, uh, how you reach that kind of, um, consistency?
4: I think it all comes down to like refining your refining your recipes and then refining your practices in the brewery, so that you are doing the same thing over and over again, um, and at the same time, kind of constantly evaluating it, so that you uh, you know you don't com- become complacent with it, and you know it is a food product um, made up of you know from other food products, so you know your malt is not the same um, you know, from year to year, harvest to harvest, same thing with the hops. So I think just, you know, really paying attention to some of those differences and, uh, you know, adjusting and tweaking recipes, you know, when necessary. And kind of like what I mentioned a little bit earlier, some of those, uh, you know, quality control checks where you're, you're doing blind tastings of your product at various points in the aging process and making sure still consistently hitting those parameters so when we do that here we try to employ um as many different people throughout the brewery as possible Um, you know whether it's someone in accounting that you know you know isn't the biggest craft beer aficionado but you know they you know they might notice that or Um, honestly, if, uh, if there's ever something, the slightest bit bit off about a batch of Hellas, well, our maintenance guy is definitely going to be the first one to tell me. (laughs) 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 Um, and it's amazing because he could care less about the brand new IPA we just released, but you know. But if there's something slightly different, uh, ever about a batch of Hellas, he notices stuff that guys in the brewery, you know, might not even pick up on. So
3: hey, we have a, we have a friend in the, uh, in our Twitch chat here that, Is, is the same way. If that, anything changed with that Hellas, he would, uh, he'd know. Yeah. He'd be knocking at your door.
2: (laughs) And we'll, and we'll talk about the Hellas, you know, I guess. Yeah. yeah, We'll talk about it a little bit later, but yeah, we've got, uh, I guess one change that he's asking about already in the chat and we'll Um, talk about it. (laughs) So,
3: um, yeah, as far as both of you guys go, how did you get your start with, uh, Sly Fox? Uh,
5: well, my, uh, my dad founded Sly Fox, uh, and my, you know, with the help of my, my No my big family.
3: deal. <laughs> yeah. MBD guys. <laughs> so it was uh,
5: nepotism. Yeah. It was <laughs> nepotism, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, my, my father founded it. He, he worked in sales. He did corporate sales for, um, like pa- food packaging, uh, containers for many years. And then, uh, he got, you know, in, involved in homebrewing with his cousins. And, um, also my great, grandfather uh, came over from Greece and he had two restaurants in Philly. So my dad always kind of wanted to, um, had it in his head. He wanted to have a restaurant. So, um, wait a second. The,
3: the, the Giannopolises are Greek. Yeah. Did you
5: know, I did you know, had no <laughs> I idea. I think It's an Italian name, but they're, they're close. <laughs> <laughs> Same C, but it's just, um, yeah. So, uh, I think he always had in his head he wanted to start a restaurant, and um, then the, those two interests became one interest, You know, homebrewing and a and restaurant. And um, so my grandfather helped him out. He was a doctor, a uh, family doctor in Phoenixville. Uh, my whole family is from Phoenixville, both sides. Uh, my parents met in high school, actually. So anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole. But uh, – <laughs> Yeah. So we're getting the whole family tree here. Well, <laughs> this is like ancestry.com. Yeah, like, Damn it. Like, yes. Yeah. Beat me
2: to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Literally grew up with
5: this brewery. Like it was a sibling almost. So. now, <laughs>
2: they, uh, Oh, this is the one that got all the love and you were like wondering why you didn't get like that toy truck for Christmas.
5: Yeah, kind
2: of.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. So I got. Never mind. I'm not yeah. gonna get. Uh, I was gonna say. It's like yeah. the
5: little brother that now beats the, my ass. Yeah. The, br-
3: the brewery is Jared Kushner, and you're you're Donnie Junior. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta
5: think about
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> you're throwing thinkers out here, man.
5: <laughs> I need some
2: time. I was I was gonna say like the brewery's the little brother in Christmas story who gets like oh, the giant, yeah. like
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I started cool, in sale, uh, started actually working in operations with Tim, um, as assistant operations manager for, uh, like seven years ago. And then I worked in the brewery for three and a half years and now I've been in sales for three and a half years. So I just, uh, yeah, I've been in both, both sides of the brewery business.
3: Oh, very cool. Yeah. And what about you, Tim?
5: Uh, I've now been
4: at Sly Fox for, uh, I think it's 17 years this month. Um, So I started out before we had even opened up a production brewery. Um, At the time, Brian O'Reilly was the brewmaster. Um, I worked side by side with him for 14 years at Sly Fox. So um, Brian and I knew each other from um, some prior jobs that we had. I started out in brewing as an assistant brewer at a John Harvard's brew house down in Wayne. And at the time, Brian was working for John Harvard's at their Cleveland location. And I think we kind of met through that a little bit, but really got to know each other better when Brian actually moved to this area to open up a brand new brew pub in Collegeville. So I'm not sure how the whole connection was made, but the chef from the John Harvards out there was coming this way. And then Brian ended up on board with that project. Um, I was living in King of Prussia, I think, at the time. So it was nearby. And, uh, you know, so through that uh, brew pub in Collegeville, we ended up hanging out more. And after a couple of years, Brian had left there to take the job at Sly Fox. And, you know, we were still we were still in touch. I was popping into Sly Fox to drink his beers every once in a while. And um, once he started there, they started distributing the beer a little bit more down in Philadelphia to some of the uh, better beer bars and really saw the opportunity at that point. So they were planning you know, to open up a production facility. So we kind of kept in touch for a long time and. Um, you know, eventually when they uh, were ready to pull the trigger on bringing in a second employee to the brewery, that's when I came on. So it was, you know, back then I was doing all the brewing. I started doing all the brewing at the Phoenixville location while Brian was gearing up towards opening our first production facility in Royersburg. And it's all kind of just grown from there. I've had, uh, I've had the opportunity to work like in just about every area of the brewery and even on the other side with the, you know, with Peter in sales and marketing and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm
3: that's very cool. so, ride as we've grown <laughs> so that was that was a nice seamless transition when uh, Brian ended up leaving and now you know kind of step in there and you take over uh, yeah
4: absolutely um you know we definitely had you know we worked together for a really long time um, and you know we didn't we didn't really have to change a whole lot here on you know on our end you know we kind of everyone kind of uh everyone kind of just uh, stepped up and wrong on the ladder um you know right. to be honest and you uh, you know, you know, things, things kept humming. So,
5: yeah. And we have a lot of also, I mean, Tim's been here for so long. We also have a lot of other guys who have been here for many years too, who um, I would say it's a more, it's a more collaborative effort now, like on the brewing side of things. Yeah, I would say so. Um,
4: Um, We've got, we've got a super team um, and a core group of people that have been here um, all for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of the stuff, even, you know, we were touching on the development of Hayes Fix before that was absolutely a, a collaborative effort with a whole, you know, a whole lot of different people having different input, mm-hmm. um, our quality control manager, um, kind of spearheading, you know, some of the tastings and, you know, the blind tastings and doing a lot of the, uh, the legwork to compare this one to that one and this hot project and what it'd be like? And, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it was definitely a cumulative effort from, you know, from work from a lot of different people.
3: It was, de- it was definitely cool to see, um, from the, the transition from, uh, Brian leave to uh, I'm guessing you taking over and, you know, like you said, the collaborative effort of, um, you know, you, you have your staple beers, like you have the O'Reilly stout, you have the hell um, you have the grissette you have you know your your you have your lines yeah the pikeland pills
2: 360 I, I could go on forever I know um <laughs> <laughs> let me get out the have, list here and just roll it across the floor
3: but it, it, it's cool seeing things change where you had uh you have the the hot projects um Volbalin. yeah Volpalin. um the Oh, I can't remember what the, the yeah, you had one, um, it was a very colorful, colorful can
5: that came out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> We've been making more of those now. Yeah. Um, I was
3: going to say, both
2: pretty uh, no, colorful. Um,
3: no, it was one that was like, it was something like unicorn. So I, I forget oh, what oh, it was yeah, called.
2: Baby sparkles. Ba- yeah.
3: That's what it is. Baby sparkles. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it's, it was kind of cool to see, um, going from the more traditional styles to kind of be it seemed like a little bit more innovative and like keeping up with like how the, the trends were going. Um, because it definitely seemed like Brian's, uh, Brian's style or what he had in his, his recipes was more of a classic, um, you know, obviously he's a multi multiple time
2: GABF winner. Um, we would Wayne and Garth like bow to him. If we got him on yeah. here, we'd be like,
0: we're not worthy.
3: <laughs> you know, he's like he's that local legend. That's like, we, you know, we grew up drinking his beer and it's like, uh, but it, it's definitely cool seeing, you know, Sly Fox go to that, you know, you get the baby sparkles and the, yeah. you know, I'm the, trying to
2: find a way to like say it without saying like, it just, it's fun. Yeah. Like it's, it's cool to see like all of these experiment, like the hot project. I was a huge fan of yeah. being an IPA drinker. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, Hellas was, you know, the most I kind of dived into, like, that was my staple, like Sly Fox beer. And then all these IPAs started coming out and I'm like, oh, you, you guys are really pulling up my heartstrings now and
4: uh <laughs> yeah, i think we had a great um i think we had a great core lineup we were definitely um definitely always known for more of the i guess classic craft styles um, absolutely. um <laughs> but uh and, and with a lot of those styles there was no reason to no reason to reinvent the wheel there you know exactly Maybe, right um you know some super high quality like you said you know gbf gold medal winning beers and um you know and those were great they were they were what built Sly Fox, you know, into what it's become. And, uh, I wouldn't, you know, those kind of even become like your children. You would never want to take one of them away out of mm-hmm. your core lineup. Um, you know, we've all definitely got, you know, allegiance to those and mm-hmm. are really proud of, of the brand that we've built where you actually, you know, you know, we're getting a Pikeland pills, you know, kind of means, you know, you know exactly what you're getting, like you guys were saying. Mm-hmm. And, Um, At the same time, I think it's great, you know, that breweries do always kind of constantly need to be evolving. Um, Actually, Brian was a musician and was also fond of analogies. And one of his was always that, like, a brewery's got to be like a rock band. You know, you can't just (laughs) rest on your laurels and crank out the same thing over and over again. You know, because the next thing you know, the Chili Peppers' last couple albums suck compared to, (laughs) what they're pranking out early on. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, there's definitely a need to, um, you know, to be constantly innovating as well so yeah you guys mentioned baby sparkles that was definitely our first uh foray into that like yeah <laughs> you know hey this is what's going you know this is what's happening now you know and it might not have caught on you know you know and blown up at that point to uh to what it has become but you know there's seven eight nine thousand breweries now there's not you know one thousand or fifteen hundred like when we started and you know every everyone's doing their thing to differentiate themselves now and I think it was important for Sly Fox to, uh, you know, branch out into that realm as
5: well. Yeah, yeah. I think also too from a from a branding perspective, and not like not just the liquid, but I think we wanted to show that we were more than just your, you know, traditional. Uh, Beer brand, you know. I think we wanted to show people we have a little bit more personality. We have a lot of fun. Like we, we like screwing around and making beers like baby sparkles and calling it a double dry hyped Pottstown style IPA, which means nothing. Yeah,
2: and you guys love coming on a podcast that just plays POD drops all the time. Yeah, we get it. You guys (laughs) are fun. So, uh,
5: you know, I I think we wanted to just show a little bit more, give a little bit more personality and well-roundedness to our brand, and also. Like we've always been a brewery that's made all kinds of different styles of beer. We've never been locked into one thing. And, um, if this, you know, like I kind of alluded to before, you know, what led to us wanting to make haze fix was because this ha- hazy IPA thing is a real thing. It's a really growing, it's not just a not going segment. anywhere. It's not, what's that? Yeah. It's not, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. exactly. So we had to, you know, go into that. And also I had the confidence that these guys are going to make excellent beer um, no matter what it is. And so we're really proud of this beer for sure. Um,
4: and I think, I think on the innovation side, in in some regards, we were ahead of our time a while back. So, you know, one of the most innovative things we did was, you know, at the time right now, it sounds you know completely blasé, but we were, we were putting our beer in cans. Um, so when (laughs) I started at Sly Fox, you know, that was a really, really big deal and unheard of. And people were like, you know, like, I can't believe you're canning your beer. Why are you putting it in cans? Like, it, it was bitter. literally a challenge to, like, explain to people that beer out of a can tasted just as good as out of the tap. I'd be behind the bar at our pub in Phoenixville, and I'd pour samples <laughs> down below and, hand them, you know, set them up on the bar and see if anyone could tell the difference. And uh, they'd be like, oh, that one's the draft. And I'd be like, no, I poured a full <laughs> out of a can. You don't know what you're talking about. So,
0: um,
4: so it was, uh, you know, it, it, so it was actually kind of cool because I was actually still working a couple shifts behind the bar so I could get that instant customer feedback. Mm-hmm. But... You know, that was super innovative at the time, and you know, fast forward ten to fifteen years, and you know, and, and everyone's canning.
3: It's the it's like on, almost the only way to get beer out now is yeah, to, to exactly. I mean, um, I, I don't know if you see behind Dan here, but that's a uh, that's a bottle cap map, and for the uh, the folks don't don't know what uh, bottle caps are, as beer used to come in these uh, glass uh, vessels, <laughs> vessels called bottles, yeah. yeah, and they had caps on them. <laughs> that uh, you couldn't
0: take it to the beach, uh, yeah, right? It, yeah,
3: not very
2: portable. Game. You can only put messages in them, really. Yeah. Message in a bottle. Oh, yeah, come no, on, I that really ha- that I, that landed hard. It really did. Yeah, it crashed.
3: <laughs> you know, some some places put riddles under their bottle caps, and yeah, they make know. it real fun to drink a whole case of it. And I don't know, you know. <laughs> um, that,
5: that deluxe pills are from wokesbury You're talking
3: about? Uh, yeah it absolutely yeah, absolutely. Yes. In recycled bottles.
5: (laughs) It's just funny
2: because it's great how you guys kind of talked about it's almost it. And you guys hit 25 years, you know, going in this different direction with these, you know, experimental beers and these beers that are, you know, like Haze Fix. It's like, you know, it's not your not your father's brewery anymore. You know, we've been around for 25 years. You're getting like you're still keeping that old crowd there with like the classics. But now you're branching out to like all these new beer drinkers who are, you know, they're riding the Haze train right now. And, you know, this is, I would say, you know, circling back to this beer, this is a great sessionable New England yeah, IPA. Absolutely. As yeah, you can tell, because we're already yeah. on number two.
4: Yeah. 15, <laughs> 16 years ago, we were actually making hot project beers. I'm not, I think that might even be what we called it at the time, but we were doing once a month, doing a varietal IPA yeah. and putting yeah. it out at our pubs. And uh, we would save a keg of every single one throughout the year and have an event in December um, in conjunction with our anniversary. And there'd be like, 14 of them on tap, or you know, for a 15th anniversary, there were 15 of them on tap. We just kept, and then we actually kind of got sick of it there for a little bit while. We were like, <laughs> all right, we're just, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, fast forward five more years, and like that became the new thing again. So,
3: yeah, it's, uh, and I mean, for I guess the people that aren't familiar with Sly Fox, which I don't know how many people there
2: yeah, are. Yeah, you're living under are, a rock. What's going yeah,
3: on? Yeah. I mean, it's not like you could. Assume that you guys weren't going to nail an IPA. I mean, you guys have been doing IPAs forever. It's, you have 113, 360, Volplin, you know, it's. A, yeah, yeah
5: got, But got, I will say this is re, this is marked markedly different. Oh, than yeah.
0: Those,
5: you know, so I think like I encourage people, if you have an idea of what you think a Sly Fox IPA is to please give this beer a shot or give one of our limited hazy beers a shot too 100 uh, percent. I think we're going to change your mind.
4: But like you said, we're not going to do it, you know, half-assed. We're not going to put out a, uh, a world-class Hellas and a world-class Pilsner. And then, you know, just throw anything, you know, any old beer.
3: Yeah. Here's a bunch uh, of hops in a, in, in here and I don't know. You drink that. it out. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're picking up one of our variety cases, you know, there isn't, there isn't a dud, there isn't a beer in there. That's just, you know, filling out the lineup. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've, you know, we're super proud of, of every single one that's in
2: there. So. Yeah. No, actually right? I got a question now because you brought up the variety packs. Is haze fix going to be like going into the variety pack now? It's kind of like an oh, option. It's in the variety pack. You're behind the times, bro. Oh man. See, I haven't gotten a variety pack in so long. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, yeah, I haven't bought a variety pack
3: until something tragic. Since, it, it, something I'm, tragic I'm, yeah, has pretty, happened. It's, so we'll it's talk been about, about a
5: month bit. and a half, two months, maybe. Okay. It's been out. Well, maybe three two or three months. But um yeah, it's got the Hellas, the pills, uh the Vulpulin and the Hades fix. Okay. Uh, okay, All right.
3: Cool. So you're getting you're getting a little crispy, a little bit a little yeah. hoppy. I like yeah.
5: it. But all of them are I mean, Vulpulin is the highest ABV at six percent. So all of them are less than there six or lower.
3: And I, I, I would honestly say that that's an underrated
5: Cy Fox beer.
2: Oh, it's a great beer.
5: Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite IPA that we make year round. So. I would say, yeah, uh, I love this one, kind of, I'm more of a traditional, like, I mean, not traditional, but uh, American IPA is my favorite kind of, like, style of IPA.
2: 360 was my favorite bittery, piney, you know, quote oh, cat pissy one that I loved for so long. And you guys, I think you guys took a lot of that, like, inspiration into that 25-year and just softened it a little bit when you did the 25-year IPA. Hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, there was definitely think- there was definitely something, uh, you know, that that beer. Um, I don't know, it might have just been the combination of hops we we chose, but like a lot of, a lot of the other IPAs and the, the one off ones now aren't necessarily as bitter. So so the three sixty IPA was certainly um, certainly a lot more bitter um, in its formulation and character, but yeah. um, it, it it definitely came through in the twenty fifth anniversary of beer as well. People were kind of calling it. Um a bit of a throwback. Yeah. And uh I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was super drinkable for for being a double IPA. Hell yeah. But at the same time, it was not formulated to be uh, you know, very bitter at all. And I think the fact that it was clear mm-hmm. and amber. Yeah. Um
2: it was like the <laughs> soft 360. I
4: visual, I, honestly, I think those like visual notes made people like think like, oh yeah, you know, and it did have a piney certainly had a piney aroma to it so yeah. like those three things in combined you know in combination made people sort of uh you know harken back to older school ipas and i had a number of people tell me you know like oh man i'm so glad you guys made just like an old school ipa for your, per- for your 25th anniversary and blah 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 and i'm like looking back at the recipe going like
2: honestly it, it reminded me of like a traditional kinda, new england
4: you kind of just flipped a few hop pellets in there for their bittering edition just like we do uh, just like we did on hot project 15 or, uh, or, or Haze fix. But,
5: um, <clears throat> I think you're right. I think it was like the visual like Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I tried out some new, uh, copper carapils malt that we'd never used before. And, uh, it made this really cool coppery color. And I, you know, so I, I was pretty stoked with the way that came out, but just the way that beer looked, um, and smelled, I think influenced how people perceived the rest of the beer as yeah. well.
2: Yeah. I, I thought it was like, it reminded me of like that traditional New England IPA, like a Lawson's or, you know, um, the Alchemist yeah,
0: yeah. with
2: like that. It, it was kind of, it had a softer finish than like your American or your West coast. Like it got rid of the, like it still had the piney resonance, but it didn't have that on the palate at the end. Like, well, you said those, I guess that malt that you guys changed it up to kind of gave it a nice softer, more caramel kind of finish to it.
4: Yeah, I would, I would I would definitely agree, and uh, you know, in some of the hop like a, a lot of the especially hazy IPAs that are coming out now, people are going for you know every single new hop has the word tropical in the description, <laughs> so everyone's shooting for these big huge uh, aromas of, of fruity and tropical, and we still like to mix it up a little bit, you know, every once in a while, and um, you know, kind of harken back to to some of those more piney, spicy uh, flavors and aromas from. Mm-hmm. That you know that you get from the more traditional, yeah. if you will, hops.
2: Our chat's blowing up over yeah, there, man. We've know, got we've got people.
3: We, we've got a we've got a topic that we've been holding off on. I'm, All right, I'm, if, I'm waiting for Dan to slam this beer <laughs> so we can get into uh,
2: into our. Uh, Sorry, I didn't cry my emotions out over a video <laughs> over a webcam before we got on the show. Uh, well, I've cried for I don't know about a month or two. <laughs> All right. You want want to uh, introduce this beer while I grab it? Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, uh, we're gonna, (sighs) all right. So a little backstory we, uh, so when we were, uh, getting this whole podcast together, um, you know, talking to your your marketing rep uh Sarah.
2: We kinda um, had a rider going, like yeah. as a podcast. There was one requirement that we wanted with this show. Oh uh,
3: yeah. She was like, all right, well, we want to do the haze fix. And then I don't know, one of our pilsners are loggers and we were like, Hellas, I couldn't have smashed the keyboard faster. <laughs> I was like, Hellas. <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, we're, we're surprised we're doing the fucking Hellas lager. Sorry for cursing. I, I don't, I mean, I'm trying not to do that as much. I know as well. this, this but, is a
2: nice corporate podcast. Come on, man. We're trying to keep this. We're
3: doing the damn Hellas. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we've talked about it on like almost every episode. It's just, <laughs> it, it's the, it's, it's, it's the, one of the best PA beers, maybe the best Hellas in the country. I don't know. I haven't had every Hellas, but
2: we haven't had now, every no, Hellas, but we've had the best. There ha, there's been none.
3: S- sorry, uh, sorry, Scott Farkas in the in the chat, but no, no Hellas has topped this
2: one. Yeah, sorry, Farkas Farm Brewing. Um, your Hellas, you know, it's good, but it's not it's not Sly Fox.
3: Yeah. Um, so uh yeah, surprise, surprise, we're doing the Hellas Lager from Sly Fox Brewing in uh, you know,
2: located in beautiful Pottstown, Pennsylvania.
3: Um so
2: Dan, you want to you want to give us a little background? Yeah, I'll take one? it away. Is this from Untapped too? Yep. All right, all so Untappd. we got this. Yeah, Untappd. so we got this description from Untapped, where you can actually follow all the beers that we drink on Untapped at our page. It's at Best Best Friends Pod. Again, guys, that's at Best Best Friends Pod. And I think I can fly. All right, I was about to do it. All right, all right steal my well, thunder. All right, all right.
3: Um so yeah, we're Dan. Yeah, and before we start here, uh there there's a goddamn travesty going on. Yeah,
2: over. you want me to go over it?
3: Yeah, go over All it. All right, so
2: uh untapped 3.44.
3: Come untapped. on. Come on. Come, no,
5: come on. Come I mean on. Uh, untapped. It's just a untapped it's just not a very legitimate way to talk about beer. <laughs> <laughs> untapped, you know what it's the
4: best Hellas I ever had.
3: Three stars.
1: <laughs> what's wrong with the beer we got? <laughs> I mean, the beer we got Untapped. drank pretty good, don't it?
3: Untapped, you know what? It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. <laughs> no. You're wrong. Not this time. You're wrong. Untapped.
2: Totally You're wrong. This is five stars. All this is day. a five star party. This is just like our podcast where you can actually subscribe, rate, and review. Best best friends podcast. Yeah. Five stars. Yeah,
3: Dan. Do we even need to tell, talk about the description of it's, it's a Hellas. It's the most delicious Hellas in the land. All right. I mean, I, I'll
2: do it. You want me to?
3: No, go to your, go, go to your local distributor, go to the, go to the, the brewery. If you're local, go to this the, is
2: we're getting on soapboxes boxes right now. Just talking about traditional beers. Now, after we just had a whole section about Hazy's, where we're like, the all sli- right, it's down the to sl- business now, it's guys. It's the Sly
3: Fox hellas Just shut up and drink it and enjoy it. You will.
2: How it's many times can you guys 4, put 4 4 the beer? word German into a description of a beer? <laughs> it's a German style imported with German pills, and It's all German, 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 German. German. It's a Hellas. Drink it.
3: Yep. um so It's a German word. What was that?
5: Hellas is a German word. Exactly.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, in the BJCP style guideline, uh, classifies it as a Munich Hellas. Munich is in Germany.
5: Yes. That's right.
2: All, All right. right, guys, let's crack these and enjoy it. All right. All right. We crack. Crack. Oh, wait. Hold on. They were actually on my level. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, some of us are a little, you know, notch above everybody else. I don't know. All right, Tom. Well, okay, Tom. One, Tom, okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. you can
3: Sorry. keep it. You can, no. don't waste it. One, <laughs> two, three.
2: You know you that probably that probably down. wouldn't have happened if it was a three sixty t- pop top. Oh.
3: <laughs> you know you have you have two haze fixes and then everything goes out the window. Exactly. All right. I mean, what? A, what can you say about this beer? That hasn't already been said. It, it's beautiful. It, it's golden. It's crisp. It's come on, it's not man. hazy. Come on,
2: I can see Tom straight through this beer, right?
3: Which is not what you want, really. Yeah, sorry about that.
2: <laughs> hey, I think I think Matt's in the <laughs> chat now.
3: Yes, uh, Matt from Brewers and PA is in there. Heyo. All right, What's guys, up, boys, slantcha. Cheers.
2: We're out of Sly Fox glasses. We only have one in here.
3: Yeah. Well, and <laughs> since we're having this, prost.
2: Oh, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. I like how we chose our glasses for the Hellas to be can glasses so we could still get that old timey 360 pop top feel.
3: Yeah. So, you know, um, we've <laughs> lost it in, in the last year. We've lost a lot. Um, we have you know there's there's been there's been a lot of uh, a lot of a, uh, a lot of loss that's been we, a rough year yeah yeah um and and none more none more powerful um than the the 360 pop top <laughs> yeah you know there was nothing like opening up a a 360 variety pack
2: that sound. Just like, just
3: as it tore from the top. Watching, watching Steve Madsen pop his 26th, 27th, 28th, 28th pop top, you know, pee dribbling down his leg, (laughs) (laughs)
0: leaning,
3: leaning heavily to one side. God damn it. And telling me how awesome it is to have a pop top,
0: <laughs> and
2: then just listening to every Pantera record front to back as we drank
3: them. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's it, 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 no greater loss, no greater loss in the last year than
2: we couldn't think of a so better way to honor it than just. Dan, I'm
3: gonna remove my my hat.
2: I don't want to remove my hat.
3: I'm, I'm going to remove my hat and oh gosh. 360 pop top. We'll miss you. Here's to you. <laughs> uh,
5: guys, you didn't see this coming. <laughs> come on. Come on. Oh, I saw it coming. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw so, it coming when you told Ricky from Stable 12 you guys bought full cases of Hellas all the time. So
3: Full cases of pop tops. Come on. 30 pop yeah. tops or oh, no it was uh 24 pop tops Twenty four. 24 pop tops come on that was uh you know and, and we've talked about on the podcast too uh Ad it, yeah it's been it's it's been brought up um that uh you know the, the loss of the pop top is how this podcast all came about how this episode came about oh yeah, yeah we made friends we made friends yeah i guess what we
2: uh we did a repost of something and all of a sudden sly fox you know yep. we, we got the follow and we said hey do we shoot our shot uh-huh. we shoot a shot
3: <laughs> that's how it goes um so yeah it wasn't it wasn't a decision on your guys end it was a uh, the supplier stopped making the the 360 pop tops is that correct
4: yeah absolutely so um The, those ends, uh, as we call them, but, uh, yeah, that, that lid was made by one of the can manufacturers. And, um, it was actually, I think it first kind of came out in the, uh, when the world cup was in South Africa, that was kind of the first time they they rolled them out.
3: The Vuvuzeli, uh, Uh, as as it was known.
4: Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I guess their hope was that for, you know, kind of vending situations like that where you were um, previously you would be pouring into a cup and that kind of thing that you could just pop the top and hand it to the customer. And that would be something that would like, you know, speed through the lines. Um, you know, we saw it as an opportunity where, you know, if, if you're going to be drinking out of a can, you might as well drink out of one that is more resembles a pint glass and allows all those hot flavors mm-hmm. and, you know, the aromas from the malt and everything to really – uh, you know, really waft right up there. So, um, you know, so for a craft beer where, you know, your entire focus when you're making these beers is so that people get the best experience of those flavors and aromas. And, uh, you know, so it kind of made sense to us. So we, uh, we did, we did a beer with them. We actually did a beer, uh, made a beer specifically for them, um, uh, as well, where they designed, designed the cans and brought it to the, uh, craft brewers conference when it was in washington dc and they were passing them out from behind the booth um you know so that people could get you know you know check it out and it it did catch on with a you know with a handful of breweries but because of i guess we'll call them antiquated litter laws uh that lid was actually not legal in uh, a vast majority of the the states in the u.s oh wow uh we were lucky enough here i blame jimmy buffett that there wasn't a law on the books that that forbid it. But even in all the other states that we distributed in at the time, we weren't able to sell it there. They all had something, you know, it was sort of left over, I guess, from the 70s and, and, and early 80s when every single can had a little pull tab that separated from the lid. And, you know, you'd find them littering sidewalks and on the beach. And I guess at some point it was deemed, you know, you know quite the hazard and people would step on it and, you know, So it just got kind of written into littering laws, and I read a couple of them. They were very, very specific about a metal beverage container not having a metal portion that is removable and may not be reaffixed to the container and blah, blah, blah. Um, Because trust me, we tried to to get it into as many states as we could. Yeah. Um, But because of that, it just never really caught on on a really large scale um, for the manufacturer. There wasn't any big brewery that adopted it. And you know, it had a nice run for, you know, for a number of years there, but at some point they kind of just had to, they kind of had to pull the plug on it as a, as a product for them to offer because, um, it was pretty costly for them to make, um, it, it for, even for us, it added about a dollar per case, um, in cost, which is actually fairly significant because it costs us a dollar more Then you know, as that gets transferred onto the consumer, it can actually, uh, you know, bump up into four or $5 a case. And uh it's one of the reasons we actually used it on the Hellas because it's not a super expensive um beer to make to begin with. Um so we could sort of afford to take that hit on that package. And uh and we and we featured it in in the variety case um for a really long time as well. But um yeah, it was it was I guess super expensive for them to make. It was actually made at two different plants. I don't understand the entire process, but um it was started i think where they make the lids that are kind of like on uh, soup cans nowadays uh-huh. and, and all of those had to be shipped which is they're super heavy super expensive to transport um, to a second plant where they actually typically make the you know the more standard ends and uh you know as a result they they just had to stop making it and uh, they gave us a little bit of a warning and uh you know I I crunched the numbers on what we would need for the time period that they said. They said, like, hey, we, we're going to stop making it in whatever it was, June of this year, uh, but we want you to have it available till June of, I guess, June of 2020. And I crunched some numbers and lied a little bit and got a commitment from them for, you know, X number of more pallets, and we were able <laughs> to stretch it out to the end of last year, but... Um, unfortunately, we just can't get them anymore. So, so yeah.
2: like Progresso soup has the monopoly on the 360 pop top. So you guys can't have it. Uh, it's right.
4: not even Progresso soup. this You know, this, <laughs> you know, this company could
2: still make it. Oh, it, it was Big Campbell's, soup. Big Soup.
4: Yeah, it just doesn't. I guess it's just not cost effective. You know, if if yeah. one of the giant breweries had latched onto it and um, they were making it on a wider scale, it would probably still be available. But
3: yeah, it's uh, cra- it's crazy that more breweries didn't latch onto that. Yeah,
4: Yeah. I think, you know, we really, someone really, need, you know, there needed to be more of a, a grassroots, like, kind of change the law in your, you know, the way the law was written in your state, yeah. you know, the sort of effort. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that wasn't something that we have the, you know, legal capacity for or the dollars to, oh, uh, to get behind. If we, if we were a national brewery, you know, maybe it would have been something that we uh, advocated more heavily for. And and we were, we were blindsided <laughs> by it. We didn't necessarily know it was coming. Um,
5: so, you know, we just kind of kind of wrote it while we could. And, uh, yeah, it was like the kind of thing where like, it was a, the reason why it was a nice niche for us for a long time. Also was the reason for its downfall, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was not, it never gained more than being a niche product. And yeah. I mean, su- they, they, when they were making it, they wanted it to be bigger than that. <laughs> and it just couldn't be because of the laws. I'm and surprised that, it didn't catch. We're glad you
4: guys loved it, but we actually, yeah. you know, we actually got the occasional consumer complaint, believe it or not, and uh, I, know we're, I know we're keeping this podcast PG thirteen, but one of them said, "I mean, you, you must keep- stop canning your beer with that lid because when my husband opens it up, it's as, it's loud AF <laughs> and it wakes our baby." I can't believe wow. that you're packaging it your wakes. beers this way and If blah, anything, blah, blah,
2: so. if anything, it's like a it's a more soothing so for Mary sound. We're
4: Melbourne. We're not making that beer any more beers with that lid. Just mm-hmm. just for you, so your baby yeah. can sleep better. Because it's just, just a it, so it's just it. one crack.
2: <laughs> it's just one crack, and then it just goes <laughs> like it's so soothing. It's almost That's, like that, that I, is. I I would have the Hellas as like a sound soother when I go to bed. Just That's like, an, it's <laughs> so, and like just the the tearing off sound. Mm-hmm. Would just would put me to sleep. And I'm so surprised that the 360 pop top didn't catch on, especially with like the IPA drinkers during like the you guys it like the arms race. When you guys were doing the 360 IPA in the, you know, 16 ounce 360, like yeah. that was all aroma right there. Like drinking that out of the can, like you've you got, you know. It was classic IPA aromas and it was just a full drinking experience you would get in a bottle or like, you know, pouring it into a glass, but you had it in the can.
5: Yep. <clears throat> Man, yeah, I, that's why we loved it. And it was definitely the best, like the closest thing you could get to drinking out of a glass while being in the original package. It's the. Yeah, it
3: was use. the perfect beach, beach can.
5: Oh, yeah. 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 As long as you, as long as you threw the lids out. <laughs> I you, I yeah, Jimmy Buffett would but, come yeah, on we, and he was like, I stepped hey, on a
2: pop top motherfucker.
3: <laughs> you know, you the uh the it was it was nice because the lid fit right back into the empty can.
2: I guess people didn't realize that yeah. when they were drinking these.
3: That was my go to. <laughs> you know, all kinds of weird reactions
4: um yeah i had people that were like well what am i supposed to do with the lid what do i, I like, do now i was like oh, I don't shove know, it up your ass now. who cares
3: like Put it it back in in the can. can. <laughs> not our problem <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, um yeah it, it man it was just that it, that really was the best uh that was like my goat anytime i had like uh i had my friends over for like a ufc it was like all right i'm going to giant i'm getting i'm getting two of the 360 variety packs and you know we're gonna we're all gonna enjoy it
2: yeah
4: the other, uh, the other fantastic consumer complaint we got about that it was, I think it was right at the outset too, and uh, I don't know, we, we must have put out a press release, so we, like it actually got picked up, and you know we were getting a little bit of notoriety for it. But some woman in England um, emailed us complaining about the 360 lid because people were going to pop the top and then discard it along the side of the road, where it would reflect the light from the sun and start brush fires. Oh.
3: Oh, <laughs> shit. I, I, so I, I didn't even read that one. I in a, in a, a country where it cold rains cold.
2: at least like, oh God, eight
3: times like, a day. Go on like three giant steps yeah. of
4: freaking crazy. The first, uh, the first. Exactly, how
2: many times has she just seen just the sun this. in her lifetime in fucking England? It would be the I'm first. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. Like, oh, it would yeah, be that's the, that's the first way,
3: ever yeah, brush so fire in in the history of England.
2: The soggiest brush.
3: Um, but she actually suggested that we install a string or a
4: rope on the outside of every case so that someone could string the lids to the outside of the case. God so, damn it. You and that your would have been fucking awesome. rope. <laughs> your glass, glass, yeah. on uh, production. And now. then. That- And then solution. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She wasn't just complaining. Um,
2: I I like the rope solution. uh, To be honest, I love that because
4: at (laughs) the
3: end of it, I would tie it around my neck like the scalps of my enemies.
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're like Universal Soldier with like the ears. It's just all pop
0: (laughs) tops. It's like Dolph Lundgren coming out. (laughs) <laughs> no yeah.
2: man. Oh, man i didn't think i was going to make a universal soldier reference on this podcast tonight no one did, did i man. thought i was going to keep it real corporate <laughs> no one no one except for scott farkas
3: <laughs> scott farkas is the only one that thought you were going to make a universal soldier he's been waiting for this moment um <laughs> all right uh let's talk yeah dan I, we've, we've you, got more, you, huh? you gotta get two more out we, we've already motored through uh, we haven't even we've talked about nothing but 360 pop tops and uh Nothing more. God let's, damn it, Tom, let's, play let's,
2: the music. Let's that's, just get Welcome to my Don't world. <laughs> is this all you get for your, your maintenance guy? Seems like my kind of gentleman, and that this is all he drinks. I mean, he's not a gentleman,
5: but <laughs> <yeah>.
2: <laughs> well, really. that's why he that's why he should be on the podcast.
4: Actually, yeah, and you know, it's harder to find him now that three sixty lids don't exist because you used to be able to kind of like follow the trail, like hands on like,
2: Oh, All right, little breadcrumbs and little pop tops all know, over the place in the warehouse.
4: But like now, you just you know, uh, you know,
2: it's like a tragic alcoholic Easter egg hunt. Exactly. Ah, uh, goddamn you know, it, he's in the broom. Like, you know, he's on, in the, the broom, broom closet the again.
4: Bubble, and you're
2: like, oh, Greg was up here. <laughs>
4: <I got You laughs> find the evidence, and, and the that Bruce doesn't happen too. anymore.
2: So. Greg was in the broom closet again, hammering us. <laughs> How do you know? Look at the pop tops, man. <laughs>
3: All right, so so what makes the Hellas so great?
5: Well, I mean, when I when I talk about it, I I love it because it's a very light and balanced beer. Um, but it like it's light and easy to drink, but it also has a lot of flavor. Um, like the malt character in the Hellas is so full. Um, it's it's a beautiful bready almost like i get like crackery kind of malt flavor um and then just enough hops towards the end to balance it out you get this slight sweetness in the beginning um with the malt but then at the end all that's gone it's a very clean finish um so it's the simultaneous like flavorful full beer but also incredibly light and easy to drink
2: that's what I like to look for in a lager. Um, and you actually hit the nail right on the head with that is like the clean finish. You know, you're yeah. getting all of those flavors. You know, you're going through a journey with like the malt, everything. But with every lager, it's always about that clean finish. And it's like you're starting again with the next sip. You know, nothing too lingering. It's really going right into basically a reset button into that next sip.
5: Yeah. And I, I if I can be so bold to say, if there's one... I've had a couple of Sly Fox beers in my day. And if there's one thing I can say about our beers across the board, it's that it's that we have that clean finish almost with any style, no matter what. Um, it's kind of something we're proud of doing. Cause it, it makes our beers. You want to drink more of them. You want to, you want to repeat them. You want to have, you know, another one.
4: Um, and it's actually one of the, you know, one of the harder styles to make. It's, uh, it's super delicate and, um, you know, the hop character is obviously super restrained compared to other craft styles. So, um, you know, this is definitely one where you've got to have, um, you know, have your ingredients and have your processes super fine-tuned so that you are replicating it the same way, you know, over and over again. Um, any any flaw in your beer is definitely gonna, going to shine through in a product like this. Can't hide hard. anything. Yeah, there aren't a hundred pounds of hops to you know to, to cover up the flaw or you know or anything like that. But but at the same time, it's it's that simplicity and delicate uh, delicateness that makes it you know such a drinkable beer. Dan,
3: what do we what do we say about uh, crispy lagers like this?
2: Yeah, like lagers, pilsners. The, the, you can't hide anything with the, these types of beers. What are, what are they like? Yeah,
3: absolutely. And the acu- they're yeah. the
4: acoustic oh, guitar, yeah, the
2: acoustic guitar of craft oh, beer. Yeah.
3: yeah, you know yeah. your your hazy IPAs, your your double IPAs. Yeah. That's like a power cord,
2: distortion. You know, yeah,
3: that's your electric guitar. You know, it's it. Yeah. You know, it might it might sound a little better to the, the populace, it but sound, and, yeah, it
2: sounds great. But you know, you get that in a coffee shop on an acoustic. That's where you yeah, get the and lager in the building.
3: Strip down,
4: raw, and you know. And it, and at the same time, um, the Alice
2: and know, Jane's unplugged of yeah. beers. It's, yeah. the, it's, the
4: it's, it's great best. sitting there sipping IPAs and uh, you know, and and talking about the different hops and this and that and you know what you know, but I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but a, a lot of times I just want to drink a beer and it's, uh, you know, the, the beer isn't always the, the, the focus of my night. And have you ever had this? And I'm not worried about rating it on untapped necessarily, or, um, you know, posting it on Instagram to uh, show my friends how cool I am that I found this <laughs> rare beer. Sometimes I just want to down a few, like three or four good beers with friends and, um, and the beer is the background. The beer is not the, uh, the the focus of the night. And uh, I think it's a great beer for that. You know, it's just kind of, you know, can kind of accompany your life and not necessarily be the focus of your activity.
3: Um, it's just the thing. You know, the, the thing for me is that it's it's, it's refreshing. Definitely. And it, it's one of that like you had a tough day at work. You come home. I want to cry. I, I, I just want a beer. And this would be the beer that I'm cracking. It just, I want this ice cold, maybe in a frosty mug, maybe a mug that I'm keeping in my freezer. I'm cracking this in there. And this is like, man, this is just, that's it. It's refreshing. You get that, that first crispy icy
2: oh yeah Sip from it that first like, sip out of the fridge uh oh,
3: yeah i'm forgetting about today's <laughs> today's uh work uh
2: yeah
4: i, th- I think there's a reason why Helles and pilsners tend to be kind of the go-to styles of the of the brewers of the guys that are actually working in the beer you know yeah. uh, in the brewery it's that you know the beer that you grab and you know maybe down two or three of them um you know when you're done with work after working in a hot brewery on a 90 degree summer day or whatever Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and back when we first started canning beer, like, that was the greatest feedback we got was from other brewers in the brewing community uh, community that were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you guys are canning us. This. this is awesome. I'm drinking it all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still remember, I don't know, it was definitely quite a few years ago now, but there was like a... Uh, Someone put out like a craft beer movie movie and it focused on like Sam Adams and uh, another startup, actually, that I don't think ever you know made it anywhere. But uh, there was like a, there was a screening one like Wednesday night at the, uh, you know, in, in King of Prussia. And, uh, you know, everyone that went to it, went to the show and was kind of from the craft beer community. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think you can actually get beer at that movie theater now, but at the time you certainly couldn't. And I'll never forget. You know, we were the only craft brewery uh, canning at the time, and I'll never forget the lights going down in that movie theater and just <laughs> hearing the entire. <laughs> <place
2: going>. <laughs> 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 oh, and the so- <laughs> and the soft <laughs> rip of a three sixty <laughs> degree. <laughs>
4: our beer into the theater it was absolutely freaking
2: fantastic. <laughs> and the soft was, rip of a three sixty degree popped up. <laughs> I was like,
3: I, I was like hearing the uh, the crackle of uh, lighters at a Tom Petty concert.
2: Dude, you ever yeah. hear like <laughs> ASMR of just like <laughs> of just paper being torn? Like uh, that was yeah. like a 360 degree pop-up just like <laughs> Oh man.
3: Yeah, I I'm, you know, we've heard a bunch that um you know, this is the year of the logger. Um yeah, you know, 2021. loggers making the comeback and you know, seeing a lot of hello <sighs> pop-up. It does seem like a, a lot of places or a lot of beer drinkers are starting to go more towards like a the pilsner and the lager and God, wait, God, I hope that's the case. Wait, are
2: you saying beer flavored beer is coming back? Yeah, <laughs>
3: um, but yeah, I mean, even if it's not the the lagers and the pilsners, it does seem like there is like a low ABV revolution going on, where you know there it, there's always going to be the people that are like, oh, if it's Crushable. not, if it's sub eight percent, it's not even a beer. But you know, it, it's just. It seems like more and more places are making sessionable beers. The IPAs that are coming about, coming out are sessionable. They're that sub 6% that, you know, you can, you yeah. can throw back a couple.
2: They're hovering that line. And like, you know, it used to, like you said, like the, uh, the arms race with the IBUs, there was another arms race with like the ABVs. It was like, oh, we're making a double IPA. Hell, we're making a triple Oh, we might do a quad. You know, who knows? We might make it a barley wine. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> but it just, there was an arms race for that too. And it seems to be as 2021, people got their, you know, they got their alcohol fixed in 2020. Everybody needed a drink that year. Yeah. So, you know, doubles and triples were going the distance. Well, if, you, if you've if you watched the progression of this
3: uh, podcast, I think everyone kind of had that, uh that like, all right, well, we've been drinking 12% IPAs uh, all year. Uh, we've also gained the, uh, the quarantine, they're the going quarantine. to call it the quarantine 15, but, but it's, let's nice. let's be honest. It's Tom's more house
2: like, has been leaning in the direction of this office yeah, yeah, since my, we started this podcast. Yeah, my
3: foundation is off, uh, off kilter, um, because of this podcast. Um, yeah, I
2: like how the decoration said, is, you is your just live for <laughs> as long as possible.
0: That's well, true.
4: You
3: well, know, so <laughs> what, was, what was that, Tim?
4: I, I just think there's something to be said for keeping your customer base alive as mm-hmm. well. So you don't oh, want to totally. necessarily bombard them with 8% beers and, uh, you know, and lactose bombs um, because you want them to be buying your beer uh, for years and years. And if they can, you know, I, um, you know, from a. From a business standpoint, you know,
5: <laughs> you don't want him to get the, the beatus. Yeah. You know?
2: I'm sitting there I'm like, is he dancing around type two diabetes right now? There's all sorts of
4: risk factors that people heard about, you know, he's, he's and, like,
2: if you want to lose a foot over your beers, go ahead. But As a, I'm not. You
4: know, I want our customers to be further back in the line for the vaccine, um, <laughs> instead of in the you know one A group. So, <laughs> and if, you know, and honestly, you know, we can make a lot more money off selling them four helices than we can um, three beers that are uh, riddled with lactose and uh, you know jalapenos. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, Jalapenos. As as a as a, uh, as a uh, you know, Peter, I'm I'm uh, in my uh, he's a I'm also in sales, and you know. Uh, repeat customers are, are where you want your, uh, you, where you want, you're going to make your bread. Uh, yeah.
5: Well, and we, so, like we rarely put out a beer that's over six and a half seven 7%. Um, for that reason, we, we've always, you know, been a fan of sessionable beers. Um, and that's what we've always made the most of. Um, so yeah, we've, we've kind of been just been waiting for everyone else to catch up really
3: yeah so
2: and <laughs> ahead I, of the curve
3: and i'll uh I, i'll touch on this um our friend jen uh hello brutiful she's from out in pittsburgh uh was listening to us, listening to us talk about sly fox Hellas. um she said you know she sold on it um talk about uh sly fox pittsburgh you know uh you can go out and get some uh sly fox Hellas. there's a uh i mean mean i i believe there's a nice tap room out there.
2: Those Yenzers got Sly Fox?
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: yeah. They got uh, Downtown, they got Sly Fox, they got Gum Bands, they got <laughs> Sweepers and everything. They got
3: they got grocery buggies and
2: Paramancy yeah. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Prometheus brothers or something. Yeah. Prometh- uh, yeah.
3: Down in <laughs> Sliberty.
5: Pr- Prometheus John. I, I haven't had it yet, but Sounds uh, like
4: you're talking about people in like another country.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Basically like like four hours away. So yeah. now. It's, <laughs>
0: same state,
2: same <laughs> it's like a whole nother planet brother. Yeah. As, as, as someone, <laughs> as you guys like pop as someone who's lived, <laughs>
3: who lived out there for three years can confirm it's a different country.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, so yeah, we, we, uh, we do love Pittsburgh though. Um, Pittsburgh is a big growing market for us. It's our largest growing market. Um, we put an awesome sales rep out there a few years ago and some of my, my family's good, uh, good friends from, from growing up are from out there. And so we decided to, you know, kind of decide to plant our flag out there and, and put a location, uh, a brewery location out there. But while that was coming about, um, we found this other spot that was downtown, uh, right on the earth at so downtown, 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 right, right on that, right on the point. And, um, it, it's a tiny little place, but it's really cool. It's got, uh, I think it's just got like 12 taps and it's pretty small, but they make awesome pizzas and food. And, uh, when the weather's great, there's, there's, it's an awesome place to go. Yeah. yeah. It's got a nice outdoor space. Is yeah. it
3: by, um, uh, oh, it's been so long since I lived out there. Is it a uh, station? Uh,
5: uh, no, that's, well, that's close to where the new place is going to okay. be. The, the small one that's going to be open in the fall of 2019. Great time to open a restaurant, by the way. <laughs> uh, was, <laughs> <laughs> is is downtown literally on the point, like close to where the fountain is. Like if, okay. if you're oh, from Mount Washington looking towards downtown, you, you see that fountain right in front of you. We're right across the street from the Wyndham Hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the very end of downtown, like almost to the point. Yeah. Yeah. The last place of four points day
3: So you can, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. So your downtown location got 20 points on the, uh, the breweries MPA scavenger hunt last, uh, for the Roush beer.
5: Oh, Oh, that Roush beer. Oh man. That Roush beer. Oh yeah. That's a ham sandwich beer right there.
2: <laughs> that was like lunch. I, I remember meeting a friend at Sly Fox and I'm like, I'm going to have the Roush beer. And he's like, yeah, you want not get food. I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to have another Roush beer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so are the, uh, all the, uh, the, the tap rooms that are or tasting rooms that are all around, uh, Pennsylvania, which how many do you have now? We have
5: five currently. Okay. Um, switching back to Pittsburgh for a second. So, we, we are opening another Pittsburgh location um, and that's going to have a, a, seven barrel brew house. Oh. Um, and that is in the South side, close to station square. Okay. Uh, it's in between station square and the, and the South side flats. So they kind of this, like this kind of no man's land industrial area, that they. that's a good spot though. Yeah. They developed the, the old train terminal building. That's they, they built like a, a mini version of the high line that's in yeah. like Chelsea, Manhattan.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, so it's like a park on a on a rail line. Yeah, it's gonna be a cool, super cool spot. It's yeah, um, awesome. So are
3: the, are they doing of like the, the same high com- line and right along their their equivalent
4: of the school River Trail? So oh, yeah, yeah. Right along the bike trail. So
0: yeah.
3: So are they doing a um uh are are they doing the same kind of like menu like the pizzas and sandwiches? Yeah. Can they get? Can everybody get the kibasi
2: the uh, kibasi pizza?
5: I sure hope so. Yeah, that's kind of a staple of ours now. I miss the
2: hoagie pizza. Did you guys bring that back yet?
5: It was was available tonight, actually.
2: The grinder? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the grinder pizza? (laughs) (laughs) We throw that one on as a special every once in a while. I know. uh, I keep missing it.
3: Yeah. Jen... Hello, Brutiful. Go down there and get the Kebasi pizza. It's the best pizza Yeah, Kebasi
2: pizza is amazing. Um, I mean, if they do the grinder. I know. Wait, do Pittsburgh people know what a fucking grinder is? No. Okay. Uh, get the grinder pizza. I know you guys don't know what it is, but get it. They call it a sub out there. Oh, a sub? Yeah, they don't <laughs> even know what a hoog is. A hoog? No, oh. they don't even know what a hoog oh. is.
3: You know the... Dude, yeah, they—they they don't even know. I went out there and I asked for a water ice, and they looked at me cockeyed, bro. Ah, uh, you Delco son of a bitch! Yeah, it was the Rita's water ice, and I went out there and I was like, "Yo, let me get a fruit punch water ice." And they were like, "What? <laughs> hey, you mean an Italian ice?" And I was like, "No,
2: I uh, mean I a don't water like ice. I don't like to associate any sort of you know nationality to it. I just want a water ice." Yeah, and they said, "Yo, it, that's an oxymoron."
3: <laughs> You're wow. talking like jumbo <laughs> shrimp.
0: <laughs> what'd you call me? <laughs> yeah. What you,
3: what'd you call me? <laughs> I own I, yeah and I unzip I I zip my track jacket and I was like, you got you're gonna have problems up in here. South Philly. Yeah, I'm gonna start hucking I'm gonna start hucking pop tops at you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see you see, you seen Santa? We shot batteries at him.
3: <laughs> uh, uh yeah, I'm gonna treat you like JD Drew. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh no enough Philly references. I know.
2: It got it got real Philly in yeah, here. Yeah, I got
3: real Delco in here. <laughs> yeah. Um so, all right, so you got five, you're going to be, so, uh, the new, the high line is going to be s- number six for you.
5: That's correct. Yeah. So
3: you have Potsdown, Phoenixville, Malvern, why i missing, why I'm missing. And then P- and Pittsburgh, and now you're going to have yeah. Pittsburgh number two
5: and three, three of them we opened within uh, a year's time of the March shutdown. I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was it. Like, yeah, you guys went on like a crazy like. Hey, you guys uh, put it all on red. There.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. June June twenty nineteen, we opened wine missing. October twenty nineteen, Pittsburgh, and January twenty twenty. They're like
3: real, real, real estate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. real yeah. estate. Great, real estate. It's great a great time to buy. Yeah, can't miss.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, like opening a restaurant in a. uh Corporate park, uh right before everyone starts stops going to work. So
2: Yeah, ask Concha Hawking about that.
4: <laughs> yeah, they they opened
2: up a spot right by my office and my office shut down. Cool.
5: <laughs> that yes. is yeah, we're right next to the Great Valley Corporate Center in Route twenty nine in Malvern. So Oh, you're there too. yeah. yeah.
4: But yeah. all of our spots also have, uh, just great outdoor spaces as well. Yeah. So,
2: oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that was kind of our
4: saving grace, I think, you know, throughout last year. Yeah. Um, we managed okay. Actually. Yeah. And, uh, considered. Yeah. I think it took, uh, took a little time for people to catch on that they could go, uh, hang out at the new Melbourne place and sit outside, but yeah. it's got a great little spot and, uh, you know, we've got the speakers outside, outdoor seating, and then there's even a little like nook in the corner there between us and another restaurant that it's like perfectly suited with a small little stage for outdoor music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, so, very cool. Um, yeah. So it was actually kind of cool over the course of the pandemic to see their business growing. Um, you know, that was kind of promising um, yeah. that, that, that people were finding us even in the midst of everything that was going on.
3: Yeah, if it's, I mean, if it's any, if the other places are anything like Potsdown, it's, uh, Man, it, you guys really nailed it. Um, as far as like the outdoor location goes, it, it's yeah. man, it, it just it felt like and you guys, everything spaced out so perfectly.
2: Um, and they have the uh, nine-hole frisbee golf course there too. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, the Potsdam yeah. location. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna say you guys, you guys have a lot going on. Two bocce ball courts there. Yeah, <laughs>
3: Oof. man, That's it's right. a, yeah, it's like a, it, it's certainly family friendly.
2: Oh, definitely. A lot Which of space. I I think that was actually one of the first places we uh I brought my kid to. And uh and
3: Keith from Ardmore is asking, what's next
2: though? Did he just like completely can miss he, the podcast? Yeah, is that yeah wait, did he completely miss the Pittsburgh like discussion that we we already had the what's next?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> is he on Whatever. like is he on broadband? Like, is he on some sort of dial up right now? He's just like coming into it.
3: Yeah. We're out of delay. Chief from
2: Ardmore should concentrate on
5: selling what we're already doing. I think. Yeah. Get <laughs> <laughs> <Depends> back <laughs> to Jersey. You're getting home too early.
3: Um. So. Uh. You know. As we wrap up here. Um. I mean, house Lager, Dan. You, do you have anything else to say other than best
2: Hell's in PA, if not the country? Best Hell's in PA, if not the country. I'm not going to say it. I mean, this is the quintessential beer for this podcast. How many times have we brought it up? Ad nauseum, Maybe every episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Almost. It, if not every... It's we, almost a baseline for every beer we judge yeah.
3: on here. This is the 64th episode. We've at least brought it up on 62 episodes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> we appreciate the, uh, you know, the yeah. love. Yeah.
3: yeah. Really. It, it, you know, you guys are a sound yeah. staple. Um,
5: yeah. yeah. Hometown I mean, heroes also- for us, really, so... Yeah. It's pretty amazing to, that we're, you know, a craft brewery existing in 2021 now, um, and our top two selling beer, beers by volume are both lagers. Um, there's really not many other breweries in the country that can say that. Um, so we're, we're right. happy that. Not only do we we're proud of the lagers we make, um, but also that people enjoy them and uh, like you guys, and um, that you're loyal to us and uh, you enjoy the beers. And you know the Hellas and the Pills for us are our are, are bread and butter. You know we love making all kinds of beers, and we'll you know keep continuing to do fix and all these different um, styles, stouts, wheats, Belgians, whatever. But it's really cool that we 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 can put out uh, the Hellas and Pills, and people just keep digging them.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, as I was thinking of my next question before we wrap up, I thought about you know I had my my Sly Fox glass and I was like, man, I, I wish I had one for Dan, and I completely forgot I had it to my Bockfest Stein
0: oh yeah there's a buffest
5: time back there when an hour and a half i was waiting for when goats were gonna. Come yeah, we <laughs> When's gonna
3: the goat, go, yo yeah when are the goats coming back where are the goats <laughs> i need to see the goats and i need my box all right <laughs> i need it i need it i need a new box with the, the winter, delco really just yeah with the the room. Room. i need to i need a new box with the new the winter goats name on it <laughs>
5: When are they coming I'll back? It, actually, I'll I'll bring those two things together. My one of my favorite go race stories is when I was driving around the ATV and I got waved over by a, a police officer to take a lady um, to her the the bus that they had come uh, from and. Apparently, it was somewhere in Delaware County where they came from because they were all wearing matching green T-shirts that said hashtag Delco on them. And this lady was just literally at 2.30 in the afternoon vomiting in our front yard. She was probably about 50 years old with a group of uh, middle-aged people as well. You
2: somehow personified Delco. I know. Yeah, yeah. Two, okay. two, two o'clock, throwing up, bright green T-shirt that says Delco. No, yeah, yeah fifty year old lady. Yeah, know. fifty year old lady.
5: Uh, I really wanted to take a picture, but I didn't want to. You know, I wanted to document it just because it was so funny. I didn't want to like, but I didn't want to ruin. it.
3: Did she just look up from like the? She, did she look up and like yo boot and rally?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Wow. She wanted to, but I was yeah. like, you're getting on the bus. Yeah, you know? there's, there's some <laughs> Come, o-
0: stories
4: from
3: that come yeah. over here. Janine's calling the dinosaurs. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Yo, turn <laughs> this bus around.
4: <laughs> when, one of the early years, a woman got on a bus that she thought was taking her back to the parking lot where her car was parked, but it was actually the bus... That a bunch of like philadelphia brewers and beer reps had uh chartered for the day <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so you know they all had a buddy to make sure they got back to philadelphia okay but oh just, they had a buddy uh, system a got on the bus and somewhere around the concha and curb she realized she
2: wakes up she goes who are you guys
3: to the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love that they, they had a buddy system like, like a beer ki- reps in it's like uh, summer camp. Yeah. They had wow. a buddy system like a kindergarten <laughs> field trip. Yeah. It's like so heavyweights. <laughs> All right, everybody, hold hands with your buddy. Don't get <laughs> lost or nothing, cause we ain't turning around. It was
2: a bunch of beer reps and then one Delco bitch
0: <laughs> in the back. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like how did you not I mean, have, that's like yeah. anti where's Waldo that would have poked out in <laughs> like the first mile Yo, we have citizens bank parking lot yet <laughs> did you guys bring a hoagies on the bus I'm ready I'm
3: ready to go heckle Shane Victorino
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the flying Hawaiian
2: flying Hawaiian my yeah. ass yeah get
3: out of here Jeff Jenkins you're not welcome here <laughs> <laughs> all right um guys uh this has been awesome yeah thanks again Um, for
2: coming on this has been a ton of fun
3: yeah um yeah thank you for making the beer that uh that we got to grow up with yeah yeah um
2: yeah i I don't know what else to say man other than the fact that this has been awesome and thank you for agreeing to do the hellas with us so we can have all of this fun with this beer
3: yeah that lager is pretty good huh
2: hey (laughs) haze fix guys don't sleep on that beer a sessionable new england ipa um you don't see that often grab a six pack and enjoy
3: yeah you really uh, i mean yeah it's it's not often that you get a a good like distributed hazy ipa and uh this one it 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 nailed it it. ticked all the boxes man ticked all the boxes um thank you paul hollywood yeah. Yo, thanks, Paul. <laughs> <Lloyd>. <laughs> Great British bake-off.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yo,
3: ain't nothing compared to Tasty Cake, though. It's all right. <laughs> it's, it's all right. You can try later, though. All right. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, again, yeah. Thank you again. Um, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Do you have any? Uh,
5: yeah, I'll plug something. Um, we're releasing our summer seasonal soon called Alex's Lemon Wheat Ale. Uh, which we. Were doing for the fourth year now, um, we're partnered with Alex's lemonade stand foundation for pediatric cancer uh, for childhood cancer. And, um, they do amazing stuff. They, they use their funds to create real cures for, um, for cancer, uh, with kids and, uh, that it kills uh, kids. So it, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's an amazing, um, they're an amazing charity. They're local, they're Philly based and, um, they're incredible to work with. So, um, yeah, check out the beer. It's awesome. Have a bison with lemon, and be uh, donating a dollar per case sold. Um, yeah, to, yeah
3: guys, it's it's a great cause, and I mean the beer slaps.
2: Come yeah, uh, my wife waits for it every yeah, year. We were same. actually just talking about how. Yeah, you know, not a lot of breweries are doing like a like a nice a good wheat beer, and we mm-hmm. were, you know, we were having Free Will's Mango Wheat, and we were trying to think of another like wheat beer, and we're like, Alex's Lemonade. That's like the that was like the next, and Dude, she that was, was like, a, Oh, I remember that yeah. beer being
3: like that was a staple in our our beer fridge last year. Oh, totally. Yeah. So awesome! Thank you. Yeah, can't wait for that, guys. Definitely go get that. Um, You know, what like else? Beer. You got? Feel, feel good about doing it too. What else you got coming up?
4: Um, Actually, you know, uh, we just released our latest um, limited release IPA. And uh, you should you should grab run out tonight and grab it because it's a, a very appropriate beer for tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Being oh. It's a limited release IPA called 600 pounds of sin, oh. um, which may or may not be a reference to uh, some lyrics from a really cool jam band. And uh, <laughs> it's a, just, you know. Again, super flavorful, super fruity, and uh, little little bit of dankness.
2: I was gonna say, is there some dankness? <laughs> there might be
4: dankness? There might be a little dankness if you search hard enough and uh, and drink enough. So um, yeah, that that kind of just hit distribution and shelves. It's um, you know in the past week, and it's available yeah. at all the Sly Fox pubs as well. So um, you know, like Peter was saying before, if you haven't had some of our newer IPAs like the Haze Fix. Um, you know, this is never, another one to go hit up because it's got some, uh, you know, super fruity flavors. Um, and at the same time, is again, you know, is, is super drinkable and uh, you know, drinks nice and smooth for another what is it, uh, six and a half percent? Six and a half, yeah. It's so oh, good. Nice. That beer is so excellent. So, so that it's a appropriate
3: one for tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad at myself that I went Hayes Fix over the uh, six hundred pounds of sin while I was at the brewery. Cause ah, save the he's fixed for tonight,
5: hey, dude.
4: You can't go wrong between those <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah, no, you, you, can't you pick really up can't. Four pack of that to go home. So
5: yeah, um, so, it's also we well, we also distributed it uh, like last week. It got out into the market, so be on the lookout for it.
3: Again, uh, any if, if you're near a, uh, a a tap room, hit those up. If not, any pretty much every like grocery store distributor in the area you can't if you can't find sly fox in pennsylvania um i don't know there's not wrong rulking? with you yeah <laughs>
5: yeah send me an email peter g <laughs> <at> slyfox <Slyfoxpeer.com. laughs> yeah, we'll get it to you yeah we'll figure it out
3: it's the one distributor that peter hasn't sold to yet or you yeah, can yell at his team for it yeah. um <clears throat> all right uh dan you want to go through our uh oh of course of,
2: uh La- our laundry list here, of course. Uh, guys, social media follow us on Instagram and Facebook.
3: Well, oh, that wasn't it. Oh, god damn it, Tom.
2: <laughs> All right, again, social media follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Best Best Friends Pod. Again, Tom, that's Best Best Friends. P O D. Hell yeah! Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, send us an email guys. Um, if you are a brewery that wants to come on, if you know of a brewery that wants to come on and you guys want to send us an email or just any good topic that we want to kind of talk or touch on, uh, email us best, best at gmail.com. That's best, best friends, P O D. All right.
3: <laughs> and, uh, guys, uh, you know, we touched on it at the beginning of the podcast, uh, you know, audio only listeners. While we appreciate you, um, what hop, the hell are you doing? Yeah, hop in the hop in the Twitch stream. You get to see our technical difficulties. Uh, you get to uh,
2: you <laughs> sometimes get, you come in right as Tom is drying his tears yeah. as he was crying about a webcam.
3: Yeah, you see me. You see me dusting the drywall off my fists. Yeah, um, you went full Kyle. There is <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a big hole
2: in this wall here.
3: <laughs> you uh you get to hop in the chat with us. I mean you we've we've did it on this episode you you put something
2: in chat we're going to talk about it oh definitely you know you have a question you want to bring something up uh you want to cry about 360 pop-tops get in the chat
3: yeah even even when we're doing podcasts without sly fox we'll talk yeah. about 360 pop-tops. we'll still talk about it we'll cry together yeah i you mean you know it's it's you know it'll be a group thing yeah
2: it's group therapy yeah, we'll, we'll stop an entire podcast with another brewery to talk about 360 <laughs> pop tops
3: and you can uh you can join us on uh twitch at twitch.tv slash best best friends podcast that's twitch.tv slash best best friends Pod. <laughs>
2: Are you, are you ever going to change that? So it's best. best by? No, oh, well, it? yeah, we weren't lying about the POD drops. No, you thought like, <laughs> Hey, could there possibly be another POD song for that last one?
3: There there, there couldn't possibly we be one more. No way. I've actually petitioned no way, that, no that no one wow. removed. It's okay, guys. It's either that or it's satellite by Dave Matthews band. It's your, your choice, Dan. No, I'm fine with both. <laughs> you, you want to throw some DMB on here? I'm your boy. (laughs) I'm your boy for that.
2: All right. Um, some more plugs we got going on. Yeah.
3: Check out our guests. Uh, I mean, Sly Fox beer everywhere
2: at Sly Fox beer. Untapped as Sly Fox beer. Hey, guess what? Website www.slyfoxbeer.com.
3: Yep. It's streamlined folks.
2: They have a ton of other Instagrams for each location and you can find them all at Sly Fox beer.
3: Yep. Um, guys next week. Uh, oh yeah, next week we're going to be live uh was it tuesday no monday
2: monday monday, yeah, monday. next monday night the 20- we got another heavy hitter from pa uh, are you gonna you boomer are you putting <laughs> your glasses down to read that yes uh we're
3: gonna be monday the 26th we're gonna have uh richie the uh the head brewer from victory uh on um so we are uh excited for that yeah mm-hmm. and have
2: a lot of fun uh so we've got that going
3: on yeah we're back to back uh Breweries that uh, make us very nervous to yeah get on stream <laughs> yeah Um Back to that kick ass breweries yeah right. <laughs> yeah um, yeah speak and and you know next week we're, we might be drinking out of bottles uh, folks those are they're glass vessels uh, that yeah, they put again, beer in guys. <laughs> um, I wish
2: I had an example to show you but I haven't bought one in fifteen years yeah oh,
3: <laughs> yeah that that's why
2: that's why two thirds of that bottle cap map is unfulfilled um i've been in my house for three years that bottle cap map is still in a box from moving
3: sure. <laughs> all right and uh and guys uh thursday this thursday thursday
2: thursday
3: thursday uh, uh yeah
2: we're doing a power
3: hour yeah the 22nd we are going to be doing a power hour uh join us on a, twitch guys that is our new uh weekly hour long stream uh dan and i are going to be taking a test that Tells us whether we are a psychopath or a sociopath or normal or normal. Yeah. Shot,
0: shot
3: of beer shot of beer yep. Um, wait, are we doing a shot and a beer? Guys, you, you guys talking about doing city we doing citywide no, power hours power are you
0: hours, actually doing a, are you doing a real
5: power
3: hour no 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 that's just the name of our stream every
5: minute
3: for an hour nope that's just that's just the name Guys, of our stream
2: thank you for like saying my follow-up question as soon as he said we should do a power hour I went so uh what do I'd we? recommend Hellas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I'm gonna survive it's gonna be Hellas. <laughs> it's gonna be Hellas. yeah um yeah yeah, we don't have enough time left in the
3: stream to talk about Power Hours. No, we're we're it's just an hour hour long stream. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit different every week. Oh yeah. Um, Dan, Pete and Tim, Peter and Peter and Tim. I knew I told you I was gonna slip up at some point.
5: All right, right. Ma- yeah. Master and P and Tim. Got yeah, him. We're friends now, so we're maybe best best friends. Maybe. We'll we'll we'll, oh, we'll we'll make that decision oh, 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 here. Well, hold on. yeah, 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 yeah you're you're jump, jump, the, jump in the you're gun. Sh- jump in the gun. Well, well, that, gun here, consider man. that my application. Oh, hold on, dude.
2: I mean, come on, that was strong. That was pretty strong. Sure. Sure. They do make hellas. Yeah, it's a hellas. I mean,
3: dude, it's but they, hells. Did, well, they did cancel. They did cancel the three sixty pound ball. They did cancel.
2: But it wasn't it their it fault. It wasn't their it fault. All right, all right, good news. All right new best
3: friends new best friends of the podcast uh yes you, you guys right. can expect your welcome package in seven to ten business months
5: um, <laughs> this is weeks or days
3: months business
5: months
2: <laughs> um yeah you didn't hear him the first time <laughs> we're way behind uh, all right i did i didn't all right dan you have anything else no that's it man
3: all right uh Cy Fox. do you have anything else no i don't think so thanks a lot guys <laughs> thank you yeah guys yeah. again seriously thank you for taking the time and doing this with us yeah um we really appreciate you we appreciate your beer oh, um nice. guys go out uh if you're in the my god what what do you six seven states you're distributing to uh, now no four no new jersey delaware maryland virginia west virginia
5: now we're no longer in virginia no no, no longer in Virginia, DC. No. Now sell more beer in uh thanks, Joe Biden. Like our beer more. Okay.
3: Fair enough. Um go get some Yeah, yeah if you're in those states, go get yourself some Sly Fox.
4: The Vast majority of our sales are right here in PA. Yeah.
3: As it should be. It's the best state in the union.
2: That's right. All Defend right.
3: It. All right, everybody. Uh Dan, I always want you to remember one thing.
1: I love you. Always have.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. And uh and remember, it's not goodbye forever. It's just one more PN drop. Oh, no. I'm not the to say I
1: told you so.
3: Yeah, you thought you were done with the PN drop. You
2: thought you were done. Oh, You're like, so man, weird. we're gonna get out.
3: <laughs> you thought you were out, and we were just reel really you right back in. All right, everybody. Uh, that is the Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 64. We out. Sleep.
1: Best best Friends Pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two. Uh, uh, uh. Two bros So crack a beer and laugh at some video Uh, 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 ohs Videos Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks Fuck this shit Cling out with little lunchbox Become a yet A cluggalette Sometimes I'm a stouty boy Sometimes I'm and this podcast is both, so it's all for me. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Carver's a fan, how could you go wrong? So many pods out there, weren't the ones for me. have seen it still alive, and listen
0: to Best best Friends